What's going on, family? TGIF. Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing amazingly well. Believe it or not, we have made it to the end of another week. I know there's been a lot going on in the world and perhaps a lot going on in your world, but certainly we've all made it here to the weekend and that alone is cause for celebration. So take a pause for the cause. Give yourself a big hand. Give yourself a Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Uh, just make yourself feel good about the fact that you made it to the weekend. We feel good about the fact that you've been hanging with us all week. So thanks so much for doing that. Whether that's been by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We appreciate it. If you've not done so, click that follow button as well and uh, interact with us. We love conversation with you guys. Also, big shouts to those of you who are listening to this podcast and who are subscribed as well. Thank you for doing that. If you're not subscribed, click the subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to us and do us a favor, rate us, leave a comment for us as well so we know uh, how you're feeling and what you think about what we're doing here at The Faction. Okay, lots to dig into. Let's start, of course, with the Wednesday Night Wars as NXT had their go-home show for the upcoming Vengeance Day Takeover going up against a pretty significant show from AEW Dynamite as for the first time we would see a new Japan Pro Wrestling contracted superstar on AEW television in a match. And the way that it all went down is that Dynamite drew 741,000 viewers winning this week's war. That's actually down about 103,000 viewers from last week's show. Meanwhile, NXT dropped about 60,000 viewers, pulling in 558,000 viewers. Now, we should mention two very important things. Number one is it is certainly believed that these numbers are down because of the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump, which dominated the ratings for the news on Wednesday night. So that is certainly a proven fact. It also should be noted that Dynamite was the number two non-news show of the night. So there's a lot to be said, certainly about uh, the impact of the news and other things going on in the TV world relative to why those ratings dropped but both shows gave us some significant moments again seeing a face-off between Kenta and John Moxley seeing the IWGP US Championship on AEW television for the first time is pretty significant as well so uh, shout out to AEW and there's a lot of questions as to how open this quote-unquote forbidden door is between AEW and New Japan according to Tama Tonga on his podcast it's not that wide open at all he says he didn't even know that Kenta was going to show up on AEW Dynamite and fully believes it has everything to do exclusively with the IWGP US Championship, which certainly makes you wonder if by the end of the month when Moxley and Kenta face off at New Beginning, if indeed Kenta wins the U.S. championship to ensure that all New Japan championships are with New Japan contracted stars. Interesting observation. I don't know what's going to go down, but uh, certainly it will be very, very interesting to take a look at. On the NXT side of things, NXT is getting ready for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, and we got a very clear picture in terms of what the Dusty Rhodes finals are going to be on both the men's 
and women's side. On the men's side, we're going to see the new team of MSK take on the grizzled young veterans as both of them won their semifinal matches this past Wednesday night. MSK defeating El Legado del Fantasma. The grizzled young veterans, I think, kind of got an upset win over Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. So those two teams are going to battle on the women's side. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeated the way, and they will now take on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for the inaugural Women's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic. On the men's side, they'll be getting a tag title shot at the NXT Tag Championships as a prize along with the trophy. On the women's side, they'll be getting a shot, a future shot at the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day goes down, of course, this Sunday. The other major matches will all be title matches. So that includes the NXT North American title between Johnny Gargano and Kushida. That's going to be exciting. The Women's Championship is a triple threat between Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez. And the NXT Championship sees Finn Balor against Pete Dunne. Again, TakeOver is going to be amazing. Just this card alone looks incredible on paper and you know they are going to deliver as they have always done. So remember, NXT TakeOver will be on the WWE Network this Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So definitely check it out if you've got Valentine's Day plans. Do your thing, but make sure you're getting an opportunity to check out NXT TakeOver. Now, when we often talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, we always talk about AEW and NXT. Well, there is somewhat of a third name in there and I say somewhat because it is airing exclusively on YouTube and not necessarily on cable television which is why we don't always include it but there's some important things happening in MLW that's Major League Wrestling and their show this week was headlined by a rare opportunity to see a title unification match between two different promotions as the MLW middleweight champion Leo Rush battled the AAA cruiserweight champion Laredo Kid, the winner would walk away with both titles. And congratulations to Leo Rush, who won that match and is now the middleweight champion and the cruiserweight champion for Major League Wrestling and AAA. Now, for those who may not understand why this is so important, the AAA promotion is the largest and one of the most revered promotions in all of Mexico. We've seen a lot of organizations do things with them, be that Lucha Underground, WCW back in the day. Certainly Impact has a great relationship with AAA, as does AEW. So it's a really exciting moment to see this and I've got to say I'm excited for Leo Rush you know this time last year he was in NXT but he was really struggling to be perfectly honest with some uh, mental health issues and the like he was cruiserweight champion certainly in NXT for a bit which was exciting but of course he was laid off with the pandemic layoffs in April and had gone so far as to say hey he was retiring from the business to focus on music that was short-lived and when I say short-lived I mean that retirement as uh, he would end up coming back for a GCW show. 
And then we saw late last year him participating in the Super J Cup for New Japan as well. So it's great to see Leo Rush back in the ring. He has an amazing talent and uh, what he's doing in MLW is pretty amazing. So if you've not checked it out, go to YouTube.com and search for MLW. You can see their weekly show called MLW Fusion and you'll get to see some pretty incredible things happening there. Uh, with MLW being back in the swing of things post-pandemic. So really excited to talk about that. I mentioned GCW and uh, GCW being Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, Joey Janela has a big hand in that. And one thing I think is important to discuss is this. You know, WrestleMania getting ready to happen, of course, at Raymond James Stadium in April. Tickets have not gone on sale, and we're still waiting to see what WWE's plan is going to be for that. Though I will say this, one of the things that they did learn from the Super Bowl that they are uh, apparently very seriously discussing is the idea of the cutout. So many people who watched the Super Bowl just felt like, oh my God, it's a packed arena. This is crazy. No, what happened was there were about 25,000 actual people there in a stadium that seats 68,000. The rest of what you saw were cutouts where there were cutouts of people to help fill the audience. So WWE is certainly looking at that for WrestleMania. But one thing is certain, when there is WrestleMania uh, for all of the other independent organizations, many of them find themselves wherever WrestleMania is to put on monster cards. We first really saw this with Ring of Honor and their super card of honor that they have done for several years. Many other organizations jumped in. Certainly Progress had a show. There was a time that New Japan had a show. Uh, certainly Evolve has done quite a few things and GCW uh, has put on The Collective. Well, in 20. 20 when the pandemic really hit and WrestleMania as we knew it was canceled all of those ancillary shows connected uh, to GCW and several other organizations were canceled as well well really ultimately postponed because they were rescheduled for later in 2020 with the announcement that WrestleMania is going to happen and have people connected to it, GCW has announced the collective, the remix. That's going to happen Thursday, April the 8th through Saturday, April the 10th. There will be 12 cards spanning across those three days. It will all take place at the Cuban Club in Tampa, Florida. They will all be outdoor shows. There's going to be very strict adherence to social distancing and masking. It's going to be heavily enforced there. And that's going to be exciting. Now, tickets for that are going on sale today, beginning at noon Eastern time. And that's for front row, second row and general admission packages. And then the individual event ticket sales will go on sale on Monday at noon. The events that are involved will include things like Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6, GCW for the Culture, and the For the Culture event historically has certainly celebrated the African-American wrestler, both male and female, which is really exciting. There's also going to be Joey Janela's Spring Break 5, uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch is going down, and uh, a lot more. It does even look like there's going to be a full women's event uh, called 
Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl. So a lot is going to be going on. And certainly if you're going to be heading to Tampa, you'll want to consider The Collective, a great space to check out independent pro wrestling for three days, the weekend of WrestleMania, April the 8th through April the 10th. Now, let me also say this. Normally, those events end up going up against other events that WWE usually has planned, things like WWE Access, the Hall of Fame, NXT, all those types of things. Well, from our understanding, the only shows that WWE are going to host during WrestleMania will be WrestleMania itself on that Saturday and Sunday night. So right now, the good thing for the collective is they're running pretty much unopposed. We have not heard anything from Ring of Honor. We have not heard anything from impact although we're not putting that past either of them uh, certainly gcw will be doing shows and that will be intriguing so if you're heading down for wrestlemania consider gcw's the collective experience again april the 8th through april the 10th and uh, tickets go on sale for uh, what's going on with the collective for the front row second row and general admission packages today at noon a couple of other very quick but important news items. Braun Strowman uh, has announced that he's been dealing with a very scary medical episode over the past week. He put some videos on his Instagram story detailing the situation where he said he got really sick over the weekend and developed some sort of infection that entered his bloodstream, which can be very, very dangerous. He's been taking antibiotics and admits that it's been awful. He's dropped 15 pounds in a week, but says he feels like he's gained 50 pounds of water weight. He's also complained about his joints being swollen and is looking forward to getting back to training. We saw Braun Strowman out for the uh, last quarter of 2020 due to a leg injury. He returned to television uh, the Friday before the Royal Rumble. He was a part of the Royal Rumble, and then we've not seen him back on WWE television. So thoughts and prayers, good vibes, all those things to Braun Strowman. Uh, personally, I get very nervous when I I hear about wrestlers getting sick, thinking about what happened to Brody Lee, and certainly not speaking any of that type of thing on Braun Strowman, but it is just to say it is important that wrestlers do take the time away to be able to fully address whatever's going on with them health-wise, and an infection in your bloodstream is something to really pay attention to. On another note, special congratulations goes out to Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Now, if you've been wondering where Keith Lee was, uh, why he was not in the Royal Rumble, it was because his girlfriend, Mia Yim, had contracted COVID-19, and therefore he was quarantined, as was she, as they both were scheduled to be a part of their respective Royal Rumble matches. Well, the news has come out that, uh, of course, Keith Lee is back on television, as we saw this past Monday. Um, but congratulations to Keith Lee and Mia Yim, who are now engaged. So that's exciting news. And uh, I'm just excited for both of them. It's always great when people find love. And of course, Valentine's Day is this Sunday. And uh, we're certainly wishing lots of love and wonderful experiences for all of you. With that said, tonight, of course, is SmackDown, as we may get a clearer picture in terms of what SmackDown's presentations for the Elimination Chamber will be. Will Roman Reigns end up in an Elimination Chamber match? Will he end up in another match against Kevin Owens? Uh, we'll find all of that out hopefully tonight. In addition to that, remember NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day is this Sunday. 
The following Sunday will be the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from WWE. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I hope you have enjoyed all that we've brought to you today. We'll have more, of course, via social media all weekend long. Make sure you're hitting us up at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, one last thing I want to share with you that I was the very special guest on this week's episode of Wrestling Wild Black. It's a great podcast that's out, and uh, we certainly mentioned it on my Instagram. We will mention it on The Faction's social media pages as well, so you can go ahead and check out that interview. Let me know what you think. It's always fun to be on the other side of the mic uh, when it comes to wrestling podcasts, and I absolutely love doing that. So shout out to uh, my good friend R3, who helped to make that happen for the Wrestling While Black podcast, which is available right now uh, wherever it is that you get your podcast. So with that said, hope you have an amazing weekend. Certainly stay tuned to all that's happening in the world of pro wrestling, and we will keep you posted from our perspective as well. Until next time, family, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we are known as The Faction. Have a great day. I lead my people here